Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to this Smackdown review. I'm Michael Humphrey from What Culture and I'm joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that happened on tonight's edition of Friday Night Smackdown. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Friday Night Smackdown as well as Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, and we host a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, not this week, on wrestle culture. And not this week, Cedric, because we are in Las Vegas. And look, right off the bat, out the gate... This SmackDown review is not going to be what it normally is. No. Me and Wilborn normally sit down on a Monday, two days removed from this show, having had time to digest it over the weekend, uh, compose our thoughts, maybe even look at how the internet has reacted to things so we can offer that, all that kind of stuff. We have literally just finished watching SmackDown here in Las Vegas. We are still here, as you can tell by the echo in this room. Yeah. Um, thank you again for this week for listening to our podcast. We know it's not ideal, but we hope you're enjoying the live experience as we are. It was great as two Brits, TM, to watch uh, SmackDown at a normal time. But I want to say in advance of this review, number one, Adam Wilborn is a broadcast professional. Yes. And his recaps, good, best in the business. And I never even intend to be able to keep up that standard. So you're not going to get that on this review. No. Number two, we did a live stream, which you can catch on what is probably now two separate YouTube links somewhere in YouTube's back catalogue because the Wi-Fi was really dodgy. Phil was on unbelievable tent hooks trying to like keep the stream alive. We had like Simon Miller's VPN like through BT Sport yeah. or something that was broadcast to SmackDown for us in the hotel's dodgy Wi-Fi. Thank you if you're on that stream. We hope you, if you're listening to this and you were, you had a great time. Thank you very much for that. It was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. But it did mean that obviously we were reading the comments, we were engaging with the listeners, we were all talking amongst ourselves about our Vegas experience. It was a great stream. Go and check it out. But obviously, so we've literally just finished recording that. So, like, some of the stuff might not be fresh in our mind or we might have missed things. So, we apologize for that. And number three, Sige, I shotgunned two hard Mountain Jews. And they're 5% each, and they're a pint and a half per can. So, whereas otherwise in Las Vegas, I've kind of been sweating out every $2 beer I've had. Yeah. I'm feeling like a little bit warmed up on them dudes. 
You are jittery. I'm a little bit jittery. The, yeah. The caffeine plus the five percent vodka infused Mountain Dew or gin, whatever the fuck they put in that thing, has got me the most pissed I've felt since we've been in Las Vegas. Yeah. So when I forget a thing, that's why. But again, I'd like to think this is like Las Vegas character related podcasting. Yes. So you know, and don't grasp me up to Wilborn. Just don't snitch tag us that we blew his awesome podcast by yeah, yeah, doing, yeah. A, doing a silly hotel one. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little bit drunk. <laughs> a little bit drunk. I'm drinking. I'm drunk already. <coughs> <coughs> Just seen the level spike on this. I'm drinking Cayman yeah. Jack margarita. In a can. In a can. It's obviously not like a margarita or a can. Because so if I drank the margaritas I make yeah. in a unit like this, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a massive can. It's going to make a really vulgar comparison of what it looks like. <laughs> I think I can, I think I can pick up what you're putting down, brother. Put it this way: yeah. if you had a thing like this and it was a wreck, oh my god, I don't think it would fit nowhere. Trying to follow, <laughs> trying to follow a documentary and it scarred me for life. It wouldn't uh, have trouble. Came, it'd, be, it'd be like a vanity jack. It'd be hard to even came and jack off. All the blood out of your head. How do you jack this thing off? <laughs> Speaking of blue balls, blue brand. Um, it was a go-home edition of SmackDown ahead of Night of Champions, which, by the way, in case I referenced this on an earlier podcast, we will not be like no, that. Because no, SmackDown has proven no. to us that, like, look, we're having a nice time at the hotel. The Wi-Fi doesn't hold up. No, we tech. can't. We, we wish it. we could. It was a load We've of tried. fun. Yeah, it was a load of fun tonight. SmackDown, if anything, serves a bit of a dummy run for Night of Champions. We wanted to do it. We couldn't do it. Um, but we are going to get some content out on that. The predictions are up now on the podcast feed, and we will be, of course, watching and then reviewing the show as as you would expect, basically. Yeah. We'll be there on the podcast feed, and we'll probably be in slightly better fettle than we are right now. But uh, let's get through SmackDown so we can hit the tables, yeah? Yeah. yeah. We're going to uh, Blackjack. We're going to go play some goddamn Blackjack. I want to roll some goddamn dice. I want to get a hard eight at the craps table. I don't know how to play craps. Me neither, but I want to ask. A, I want to get a hard eight. Okay. Heart. I think it means two fours. I don't even know. Crap. Or maybe I'm talking crap. No, I don't think how hard it is for. So you have a six or two. I want to do roulette, but like on the actual wheel. Like the sound of the ball bouncing off the, it's so nice. Like, what's that Aural um, YouTubers like, make a ton of ASMR. Money. Yes, I get like an ASMR thing off the ball going. It's really nice, really nice. Like croupier is a lucky good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hard job. Yeah, I'll cook it. Uh, they're more talented than Austin Theory, who was defending his <laughs> uh, United States title against Sheamus in the open. Sheamus was accompanied by Ridge Holland and Butch. Look, we were watching again, there was issues with stream, so I want to apologise in advance to every single match where we miss bits. We're doing our best. You know what you should do, yeah. listeners, is that if we miss a recap or we missed a bit of the match um, on a WWE TV programme because the stream was buffering or we were responding to people in the YouTube chat... Um, I'm fairly secure in saying that if you watch any WWE television match yeah. and you're familiar with the rhythms mm-hmm. in the in the style and when the moves happen and how long they take between moves, you've probably got a good idea of how this thing goes by this point. I have no idea what you were talking about, Sage, because this is a seesaw back and forth. Uh, look, Here I... Here we go, back and forth, near fall after near fall. You, uh, I hope that this is nobody's first What Culture Wrestling podcast because people that have been listening for years are going to afford us this freebie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, anybody yeah. who's like, you know what, I've like not had a chance to watch SmackDown, search podcast app, SmackDown Review, who's at the top of the number one wrestling podcast, is What Culture. I'll give them a go. What can possibly go wrong? Yeah. 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 Um, That's the theory went wrong. Yeah. Uh, Shame. He's, he's, he's just 
cool. Theory match, you've seen a million of them, and I saw this one, it didn't have a finish. Yeah, this had uh, we had some all sorts of jitters in the feed, and it was still better than the John Cena WrestleMania match. <laughs> Seamus, um, you pointed this out That's on the stream, watch it, <laughs> <laughs> you pointed this out on the stream. Austin Theory, right? Don't let only take the, no, no, but <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll pull back on that. <laughs> yeah. the, the best thing we can say about an Austin Theory TV title defense at this point is that if he when comes over, is that if he comes away more credible than when it went in. That's kind of a massive success, and I felt like that at the end. Like, look, let's cut to the finish. He beats uh, Sheamus here with a handful of tights, and there's going to be probably more Austin Theory and uh, Sheamus. But how did that occur? Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland were obviously not running interference. They were just there to support Sheamus, but pretty deadly. Yes, boy! Yes, boy! Came from the... Came from the crowd um, to start a fight with Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland, and that was what threw Sheamus, who didn't have exactly things in control, but he was looking like he was on his way to winning. That sort of disruption left Sheamus vulnerable to the, the surprise roll-up. Simon Miller was at least a big fan of that. Uh, a huge of t- pop from Miller. Huge pop from Miller. A handful of tights for us to do. So he gets the win. We're probably going to get another go at this, and we're probably going to get a go at the six-man feud, which you were putting over. Yes. One thing about this, right, is before they do the finish... You know what I'm talking about. The WWE TV finish of right. How can we book a finish that allows us to get away with doing that and making sure that we can do this again? Mm-hmm. So I hate this program. It's rubbish, man. Yeah. Why do you like it? Because it's fed the beef. <laughs> right. What can we do to just do this again and make this mean nothing? At least in this way. they have Put the funny heels in it. Yeah, yeah. They've potentially... Created a stable that might do wonders for the guy who needs wonders doing for him. Mm. Austin Theory, for me, is robotic. He's stilted. He's the ultimate tell-don't-show wrestler. He is telling you, he's reading out his Wikipedia page of accomplishments before he's even got one. Mm -hmm. That's the wrestler that Austin Theory is. He's manufactured as it gets. Pretty deadly, meanwhile, who've interfered kind of on his behalf or, you know, some... Dickhead guys. Come All the together. motivations that have kind of overlapped with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin, uh, Austin Theory desperately needs to be comfortable in his own skin. Like even John Cena was mm. like, "I don't believe you. You're playing a role, uh, playing a role, playing a part. I don't believe you." And he said that he said that to Theory before he actually said it on uh, Raw. Yeah. On uh, the WrestleMania Road to WrestleMania. He since admitted he was a uh, shooting cowboy. Yeah, yeah. he feels it. And he's right. Of course yep. he's right. He just doesn't feel natural in there. He's been told you're the guy. And he's like, right, okay, I'll just say I'm the guy then. Mm-hmm. doesn't believe in himself. He's not comfortable. It's all very stilted. Conversely, pretty deadly are class. Yeah. They love what they do. They have nailed their act. And they seem to be having loads of fun with it in that system as well. Yeah. Where it has to be super intense or super spooky or super stupid. <laughs> they just like realise what it's there to do and they have this sort of really endearing Yes boy, yes, boy. Sense of joy about them. So if they can partner Austin Theory and someone Triple H will say, you know what you could do with uh you'd be like those guys. Mm-hmm. That could be the next step for you, Austin. Uh who knows Austin? Like you and Pretty Deadly go well, you could be riding a tank up into AEW Towers. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Hey, 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 Austin. Uh, hang around with those guys, and uh, you know, who's to say uh, tw- two, three years from now 
you could be boring everyone's tits off at WrestleMania. This thing Austin. It was 25 goddamn minute matches. Hey, Austin, did you know that me and Batista went actually longer than Brian and Kofi Kingston in WrestleMania 35? Did you know that? There's one diamond in this business, and hey, Richard Fleer. Did you know, Austin, come here, I'm talking to you, you'll listen to the game. Did you know that even at a goddamn press conference, when I'm kind of trying to neg Cody Rhodes, why'd you break your arm, asshole? It's in the script. Why'd you break your arm? Here's the thing. I, I think I've got that from Triple H, you know. And he's polluted my mind. It's the big. general gist is, this match meant nothing. Mm-hmm. You've seen a WWE TV match. I barely had to watch this short review. It kind of didn't, actually. Two takeaways. One, Austin Theory. I could murder two under, takeaways. Under the learning tree of Pretty Deadly could actually work. Yes, bring him out that's of a weird shell. situation, yeah, but yes, yeah. I agree with that, yeah. The other thing is that she, and the other day is Seamus. Even when he's working a generic three-star effort with Austin Theory, who mm-hmm. looks like he's been manufactured in a lab to work three-star WWE TV matches. Yeah. That's the wrestler he He is. looks like a Madame Tussauds waxwork of a wrestler, even when he's moving. Yes. Yeah. Even when he... Yeah, he worked with Theory. Oh, cool. Three-star ceiling. And uh, that's going to be like... <laughs> cool. Got it, boss. <laughs> even when there's a... There's going to be a banana skin finish when he get rolled with like an asshole. <laughs> Purely is justification for another match. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, remember, like when we used to do weights, <laughs> and this is going to be more. Yeah, yeah, he still sells like he's knackered and mm-hmm. he's like in a fight. Like the effort he goes into every single time cannot be denied. No, that's true. You know, that's better true. take some people who watch the goddamn program. That's um, that is fundamentally that's at the root of the success of the Gunther program. And the idea yeah. of, when I go back to it, he, he's doing the Garcia dance. <laughs> right, um, we're going to go next to the um, Bloodline dressing room. I'll recap this, but then I'll pick it up in the main event because our um, stream was going haywire during this time. You got just, uh, one of the Usos stared at uh, Roman Reigns. Well, right, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Roman tells Heyman, even though they're in the room, that Jimmy and Jay are not needed in Saudi Arabia. No, they're not. The first neg. Um, and, but he does want them there when he celebrates his thousand days as champion on next week's SmackDown. Um, he says he wants the whole family there, especially G, because he's his favourite, and that's not building up any kind of tension. Yeah. Anyway, the Usos are like, right, we've heard all we need to hear. We're going to leave. Jay is kind of like absorbing that like little low-key neg. And Jimmy stands up, and he's about to go. Um... And Roman stops and says, sit, at, sit down, you leave when I tell you to leave. Uh, and instead, for change, Jimmy has a think about it and just stands there. Roman, in this weird moment where, like, the latest basically neg on Jay is that, like, you know, like, at least, like, Jay sometimes has got a bit of fire. Jimmy, you suck. I've always yeah, been able yeah, to yeah. beat you. Like, I know I've been, like, kind of, like, griefing your brother for two years, but, like, God bless him for that one time. You're even worse. Yeah. Like, that kind of crap. Um Record-breaking WWE Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And at this point, Jey Uso just cannot take the tension. And he's like, leave it. Like, getting it. Like, he's kind of like eyeballing Jimmy, just saying, leave it. It's, it's not worth it. Um, but, like, um, you know, like, 
I think, if nothing else, Jay playing Peacemaker here fed into something we're going to get at the end of the show. But it was like, we both complimented Roman Reigns' face acting he's during the, all this. He is so, so scary funny. and he's funny. scary. He's the best. He's got a lot. This is good, and it picks up later on as well. In the meantime, we get to um, Shotty Blackheart and Raka Rodriguez versus Damage Katarl. Uh I hate to do this, but like we were doing a stream with Miller, and I don't want this to be a review of the stream, but... We, our thing froze up on the finish, and then in the stream comments, everybody was going botch, 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 botch. And right, here's what actually happened having like had to find some footage and skim through and double check this. So, there's a double team move that is set up by Shotzi and Ra- uh, Raquel, um, but Bailey and Eo break that up. Bailey's tagged back in going for a sunset flip. And that was the point our stream froze up. Eosky drop-kicked Raquel to complete the sunset flip. Um, but she kind of leaps over and drop-kicks Shotzi. So it's not a botch because it's like a more of a miscommunication. And as a result, Raquel can lean forward and pin Bailey. Yeah. So that's, I think, good booking. Like Shotzi... Uh, good Eo, booking. It's good booking. Eo's impact of the dropkick is so successful that she could have secured a pin herself, but in not saving Bailey, damage Katara lost, and Bailey next week will say, Why didn't you nail the drop on her? You could have done it that way. And then I would have nailed the sunset flip. Um, so I'm not so sure. Again, I wish I could comment on the execution because everybody was going botch, 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 and Simon Miller said, Don't be cruel. Like, that might not have been a botch, but we couldn't confirm it. But. That was the implication to me when I saw it. Was that I don't think that was a flub. I think that was something for Bailey to be on. Great drop kick on Shotty, but why didn't you save me? Anyway, point of all this is that Raquel Rodriguez and Shotty get the win, and the um, tag team four way for the Bales happens on Raw instead of this week. And I guess you have to give them the win because this is Raquel's like fifteenth partner. So I was like, hey, Raquel and Shotzi, kind of got a lot of tag team momentum heading into the tag title match, don't you think, Wade? That's right, Michael. That's right, Michael. Probably. Uh, I think they're going to win. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for the other thing. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. Anything on this? Uh, why did it happen? Seth Rollins. Listen, listen. Why did it happen? Yeah. They're both in the match. Mm-hmm. They've got momentum. Yeah, that's it. They're, as a team, they're brand spanking new. So they need to show that they've got chemistry yeah, yeah. over a team that are also in the match. Why did it happen? Because they're both, like, there's no stakes. Yeah. And you don't get punished for losing. You don't get rewarded for winning. You don't get put into like a, a title match if you win because you get put into a title match if you lose. I think it's a damage tutorial. If they can't it's win... It's a consequence. If they can't win... Why the, am I uh, watching? If they can't win the tag belts on Raw on Monday, they might have to fight for the uh, NXT tag belts on Friday on SmackDown. That's too Uno, Dos, the tres. Cacho. He's, he's doing the lad though. He's doing the lads. Seth Rollins, <laughs> Seth Rollins uh, video from Raw plays again, um, as does AJ Styles. There was a lot of this actually. This was a tape SmackDown. Obviously, they're all in Saudi Arabia ahead of the uh, the pay. But um, even our beloved Simon Miller was like, "Feed too so many video packages for a go home SmackDown." Yeah, like, just, just tape wrestling matches. Like you're in a building already. Yeah, yeah. just give the fans. Yeah. Well, well, how hypocritical are we? Fair. Yes, maybe what I. What do we do? I heard uh, myself saying that. I heard myself saying that, and I realised. Well, like, what do we do? 
48 hours ago we were like too much wrestling yeah yeah too much wrestling and nothing makes you feel like too much wrestling in your life than top dollar walk into the ring which is what he did to accompany Ashanti the Adonis um, for a very short match this was um, effectively a competitive squash win for Cameron Grimes as he kind of makes his way on Smackdown look Hit Row are what they are at this point. Um, they're there to try and enhance, I guess, the new stars, but this didn't really do the job particularly well. But the Cameron Grimes did get the win with the cave and all. It was just too much of a nothing match, and Hit Row don't have anywhere near the credit in the bank for this to mean anything. WWE get this wrong all the time. All the time. Like, if you're going to do a competitive squash, then the idea is the person that's winning should gain credibility for beating the person he's beaten. But Ashanti Adonis has done nout nothing. since he's been the main roster. The win means nothing. And also Baron Corbin, who of course was beaten in a record, whatever it was, three seconds, by Cameron Grimes two weeks ago, jumps him after the belt. So he's uh, really pissed off. Um, he jumps him in the ramp, obviously. Corbin um, didn't get booze so much as he got the button-pressing hairdryer for this. Like, I get it. It's WWE booking backwards. Corbin can say it was a fluke because I wasn't ready and you hit me in three seconds. But does anybody want the long version of this match with the big Cameron Grimes debut three second win not more effective for just happening and we all move forward rather than like, and now you're going to see him win against the same guy in seven minutes. Tell me the first match didn't matter. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, follow that this show. Any thoughts? No. Fair enough, fair enough. Look, it'll uh, have this weird thing where... (sighs) Don't botch Cameron Grimes at mm-hmm. all. Like, if you watched him and you know about him because you uh, you hadn't seen NXT, but you just watched him on SmackDown the last what? This is his third week. Yeah. You think who's this guy? You got no idea how legitimately funny he is. Mm-hmm. He can make you piss yourself laughing. Cameron Grimes. He's so stupid, but he knows it and he knows how to play stupid. All of this could come. Maybe Triple H has earned letter player privileges. At the minute, you're not getting, I don't think, a glimpse of the joy that Cameron Grimes can give you. No, I would agree with that. So why, why even have NXT? That's not to say that he's not got it all, but he's I, still got it, it is odd that they're not letting him showcase it. Maybe the will in time. The Corbin match is not one I need. And I like Baron Corbin, but it's not the one I need. I had to take, ultimately proven to be correct, by the way, I hate, I'm not JD from New York. Um, I hate that, I'm right, I'm right, and everyone should listen to me, but sometimes, you know, you've got to put yourself over. I call it like a goddamn zoo. I call him like a goddamn scene. I said, like, with LA Knight, you can't just be, hey guys, hey guys, yeah, 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 hey guys, how fun is this to say, yeah. You have to, like, think he's a knob, but, oh, he's a really, like, fun knob to get behind. Yeah. I think maybe they should have debuted Cameron Grimes as a heel. He's got that incorrigible, oh, you are such a dickhead. Mm-hmm. I love you. We so, I'm not saying he's on the same star level or he will be on the same star level, but the point I always make, we should have done this with Roman Reigns after the Shield turn. 1998 Rock. Falling in love with that asshole yeah. was just... Amazing. That's how Deadly Game was as successful as it was. I've had a Huckleberry Sour beer. I've had a Mango beer. Several $2 beers. Several $2 beers. We got a lot of work done this morning. Yeah. And we we were buying gifts for our families this afternoon. And it was very, very hot. So we were stopping for drinks along the way. And the hotel sells $2 beers. And we... It's like the done thing to have a couple of drinks on the street yeah, for yeah. The, the buzz and that. Yeah. 
just to like yet again explain. Don't apologize. I'm not apologising. I'm explaining the buzz. I'm justifying the buzz. So what I'm saying is, I'm a bit more candid than I ordinarily would be. 1997 slash 1998 slash 1999, first years of my secondary school experience. Okay, uh, that's high school to you Yanks, Americans, Americans. Everyone loves Steve Austin. When you're a freshman in homeroom. Yeah. Year, year seven for England. WrestleMania 14, everyone just loves Steve Austin. The summer of 19. And Shawn Michaels. Who's the fucking man? I think everyone in my school doesn't know who Shawn Michaels is. No, I don't know. Out of the door the second I got big. Is it a coincidence? Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible or anime and under this mask is another mask (laughs) you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Or is it uh, the fact that he can't draw? Let me tell you about Bret Hart. Come back. Yeah, yeah. So everyone just loves Steve Austin. Everyone loves Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, there's all sorts of great things on this show. I'm going to watch it. And then The Rock happens. He's like, oh, this guy's an arsehole. This guy's so cocky. He's really funny, but he's an arsehole. And then you realise he's the best. Mm -hmm. And... He starts to become everyone's favourite in October yeah. 1998. Then Remember they do the it. turn. Uh, everyone's like, oh, well, The Rock's the best. You watch a breakdown in your house. Yeah. And he's in the, is it the triple threat cage? cage yeah, Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, the pop when he comes yeah, out in Canada. No. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh, God, this Rock guy's awesome. I'm, it's like classic. I'm allowed to cheer him now. Mm-hmm. And then he turns and it's all the rest of it. And he becomes a baby face. One, this is what they should do with Cameron Grimes. It's just so much better and less forced and desperate that way. Two, we love The Rock so much, right? Yep. That me and an old school friend. This is a hyper-specific reference point. If you are 37 or 38 years old and you were born in the United Kingdom, right? You used to go 
to a shop called Top Man. Yeah. Used to buy short sleeve shirts yeah. with dragons on them. Dragons, uh, Chinese symbols, yeah, yeah, yeah. flames. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to be the rock in our school, if you went to the, <laughs> the metro centre of town, you would get one of them and just unbutton them and walk around. Did you do that? Yeah. Unbuttoned. Chest out. But yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 yeah Fair yeah. play. I didn't. Fair play to that. I respect that. Do you smell what the wick is cooking? <laughs> you get it? Because it's short for cinch wick. <laughs> I might have done that. I might have done that. <laughs> the wick. Oh, right. Cameron Grimes to be the rock. Fundamentally, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You'll recall, long-time listeners will recall, that I said that Kushida stayed in Cameron Grimes' hat was kind of a big bang in ways that I was storytelling. There's at least four people on Twitter who are lovely enough to interact with us a lot. You're going to love the week. I think this is this podcast has gone well. This has been a successful podcast. Um, unlike the next segment, which was anything but successful... Bianca Belair comes out, and it's very earnest baby face stuff. She's selling the chilli-infused mist. I've got it in my eye. I've got the suntan lotion eyes. Yeah, so you you kind of, like, understand that. She yeah, understand yeah. what she's going through. This was, obviously, the tape smackdown. I, I get why, like, the, the piped-in noise again. I get that, because the fans have just seen it happen, and then she's got to say, like, last week you did this, and tomorrow I'm going to fight. So yeah, that's a yeah. tricky situation for you. Know, I get that. Um, but it was all very, uh, why, Asuka, why? Like, if you want to rematch, could just ask for it. Like, I liked fighting at WrestleMania when it was just about respect. That mist really hurt, and, like, it, it didn't just hurt my eyes. It hurt my goddamn feelings. Asuka, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And then Asuka doubles down on turning heel by trying to jump from behind. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, medical fight. And then they get pulled apart, and there's, the ma- there's like, the last kind of, like, common garden rope build-up for this babyface heel version yeah, of the yeah, WrestleMania yeah. match. Around. Is there anything to add to this? Like... We did a Night of Champions preview where I welcome Bianca's you to go and listen. crying again. I welcome you to go listen to our discussion of how this match could succeed or fail. Yeah, versus more uh, and sober and things. All that sort of stuff. Uh, we've got LA Knight. Um, excuse me. Where are my manners? We've got LA Knight. Coming out of the ring. Great. For his match with Rick Boogs. We said on the preview, don't F around. And we didn't need to. Like, we got, a like again, a very basic TV match. And uh, he got the LA Knight one with the blunt force trauma. Made fairly easy work of Rick Boogs. Uh, not a problem, because LA Knight is a guy for now, and Rick Boogs is a guy for down the road. And it's I think this has been... They are determined to keep Rick Boogs... Uh, excuse me, to keep LA Knight a heel. And to your Cameron Grimes point, that's probably wise. Because the crowd are getting louder and louder and louder the more obnoxious he gets. And yeah. the organic babyface turn is the best kind. So that's going to happen for him. But here... He was positioned against the Street Profits, and he kind of, like, destroyed them. Like, not many people get licks in on the Street Profits, but they were on headsets doing commentary because, of course, the turn happened in a tag match against them last week. Uh, LA Knight just did very... Like, I st- I love him, and he's still Stone Cold Rock Austin, and I love him anyway. His delivery is absolutely fantastic. Um... Uh, there was a great line in there. He said, uh, "He said uh, Street Prof to trash, and he takes out the trash. You you say that you want the smoke, well, you're going to get smoked yeah. by L.A. Knight. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so he's um, like not scared of the two and one advantage. I think he's taking on one of the Street Profits on next week's SmackDown. I don't think this even leads to no, what is it? Ellen Knight a partner versus yeah. the Street Profits. I think it's just he's going to feud with them because they're really popular and he's an asshole. Good night for Ellen Knight. This good week for him. He's he was just getting cheers at the um, Night of Champions press conference. And apparently, I haven't seen this yet, but apparently Triple H's facials are worth going and checking out in response to that. Over it's, and over, it's, it's happening. It's just over. Mm. It's ridiculous that he's not getting a bigger push, like commensurate with how over he is. Why? He's <laughs> a great body, mm-hmm. can talk, people love him. You just, like, push him. So well, they're kind of doing it. Not least because of I love LA Knight and um, there shouldn't be ageism in wrestling, in my opinion. But it's taken him a while to get to WWE and get to this point. So you could say right now um, the bump clock in LA Knight's body is going a tick tock, which leads us very nicely sorry, but, to carry. That's a great segue. I'm sorry. Thanks so much. They're all 45 anyway. They are. The headline crew WWE like AJ. Yeah, Sheamus, Roman, that's spring chickens, these lads. So it's not as if you can get held back for how bloody old he is. They're all getting older, um, apart from Karen Cross. He just wrestles like he is. <sighs> he is um, giving all the tarot cards and threats to uh, AJ Styles. It's stubborn to look at what lies in front of you. Seth Rollins, you should be looking at me instead. Why? Um, why? And the match is evidence of that. Look, this goes over a couple of commercial breaks and it is at the very least competitive. And I don't mind AJ Styles. We talked about this as a tune-up for AJ ahead of the, uh, the match against Seth Rollins. This is probably the best role for Cross in a way. He's big, he's physical, and wrestlers have to, just like um, Nakamura did it in their mini few, just like Rey Mysterio did it. <laughs> it's like the reverse of like, um, how does Karrion Cross adjust to beat this wrestler's style? It's like, how does the wrestler adjust his style to beat Karrion Cross? Yeah. And we get every version of that. The matches are only ever three styles ever. Um, three? Yeah. But it's AJ Styles. Um, that was Karrion Cross. What's less? He beats, he beats Karrion Cross. Yeah. Um, but I like the promo afterwards. He went into Gorilla and he was knackered. He was like that kind of like match worn down, all that kind of stuff, which I thought like kind of made the promo this idea that like Seth, yeah, Seth's talking like he's already won the belt and he's in Hollywood. I'm here winning on television right before I'm about to fight for the title. Kind of like implying without saying as much that it's a bit of a foregone conclusion um, that Seth's going to win the belt. And then it gets a little bit catchphrasy. He says, like, uh, Seth may be the drip guard and we Mario boots, but uh, Mario because I bought the Jaguar and, yeah. I'm, f- and I'm phenomenal. Um, so, what's the expression that they use for Seth for how good he is? Um. Like, yeah, it, like no, it was like I, I see Seth for who he is, and like he said, he can be anything he wants. Yeah, yeah. but he's not phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, right. Here's a secret uh, life hack for WWE. They do this all the goddamn time. Whenever they try to sign off a promo, or a lot of times when they do their the outline mm-hmm. to let you know that all right, okay, he's finished talking. Let's get to some next uh, two or three quarter star action. Yeah. Front of a hairdryer crowd, a Thunderdome made flesh. Yes, they say this wrestler might be their catchphrase, but I'm my catchphrase. Yeah. So, you know, the Miz might be awesome, but I'm phenomenal. Yeah. You may think you're a Celtic warrior, but you're going to kneel to the steel. 
Seamus. When we get back over the Atlantic, this is definitely going to become a game. It is, it is, it is. 100%. Yeah, these, yeah. these TV matches with no like previous story, we're going to catchphrase them into existence. Asuka, you might have had the longest reigning run with the NXT women's title, but I'm the EST of WWE. Um, who's another one? A wrestler. We literally had one before. You want the smoke. You're going to get smoked. Yeah. yeah. By LA and The wordplay as well, the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about. Go on the WWE.com roster page for me, please. Hang on, wait a second. AJ Styles, you're the face that runs the place, but I prefer space because I'm going to the, the moon. moon. Yeah, you have That's going to happen about a week. Yeah. WWE roster, uh, what do you want? Do you want. Just go down. Yeah, do you want the. Um, down the blue again. <laughs> do a thing do it to me useless thank you do you want the current main roster <laughs> right sorry Sidge wait 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 put the microphone oh, my drunky. Drunky. Ordered, right. wake up drunky what, right WWE Superstars page I've lifted up the laptop champions 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 right women's uh, tag team titles of course yeah currently held by Bacon <laughs> It's just right. a great heat. Oh my god. Right. Okay. It's pretty funny. Do you want the um, existing main roster or would you like the existing. legends, alumni, etc.? We're going to do it in 1989. They're bad brown. I'm going to be absolutely knackered. Okay. Um, so it's a creative writing team then. Right. It's better. So what are we doing? What's the game for? Existing roster. Mm-hmm. Go down, 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 down. As everyone knows, if you go on the WWE.com roster pit, superstars page, it's one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So give us two, and I'll do the first one now. Three. What's this for? I've already forgotten. I'm going to do the catchphrase. Okay. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. So Brock Lesnar. Stop. One. What? What? You can do this. You can do this, but it's... it's Ikamanjiro. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, I'm going to mm-hmm. do the WWE creative right. In a minute, like the, that role. It did, so. Okay, okay. So they're having a match on Raw, mm-hmm. and I'm the writer. Yep. I'm the creative WWE writer, mm-hmm. so I have to come together with a, a promo that Ikemanjiro can write when he's about to have a match with Brock Lesnar on Raw. Yep. Now, all I need you to do is think of either the catchphrase <laughs> or Ikaminjiro doesn't really have one because he barely gets used. Yeah. Something he said in the past. Or something he's known for saying. Okay? Yeah. So, he's going to say, Brock Lesnar, you might be the beast incarnate, but I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Give us two more. I'll do it. I'm going to do this all day. I thought... I thought you, uh, you've seen people hit... I've seen you hit people really hard, but let me tell you, I've got some jacket potatoes coming your way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that I, I thought you were thinking on a jacket thing. Yeah. Right. I've got... We're going to go the same row, but I, you'll expl- I'm going to save that for a second. So we only need one opponent here. So just tell me when to stop. Stop. Four. Right. Okay. This is... You might be able to do this. I don't know. Marseille? Okay. Yeah? We're going to go to the prior row. So there was one name next to Ikaminjiro. That I thought, oh, I wish he'd said number two. Marseille, ready on Monday Night Raw. 
against a newly called up wrestler, Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov, okay, okay. You may think pain is beautiful, Ilya, but you see no one as beautiful as me, Marseille. That's a rubbish to write down. If they ever had a match, that's what they would write. How would Ilya, two weeks later, following the video package Wikipedia week, how would he probably respond to what people tend to think of the Maximum Male Models Act? Oh, very entertaining. Which I can only hope this podcast has been. Uh, we're made about time. It's good, isn't it? How long was this show? Loads of video packages, man. Loads of video. Oh, there's, um, should say there's Money in the Bank qualifiers starting next week on SmackDown. We're, of course, promoting the 1,000. Show in bloody London. It's going to be in bloody London town. Red buses and phone boxes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let me tell you, the crowds in England are the absolute best. The absolute best. I was working with, uh, I was working tags with Daddy in uh, 87. Little skinny, little skinny kid from Blackpool. And let me tell you, when Airstacks got in there with Daddy, people may mock him. People may mock Shirley for the belly bounce, but the crowds weren't mocking. You know what they were doing? They were paying for a bloody ticket. And the punters came back next week. I mean, okay, after uh, that, I week after I tell that, them, I tell and them. Then me and the rest of the technical lads showed up and stopped paying tickets. I tell them. <laughs> I tell them every week in that bloody performance center. I was like, you want to watch tapes? I'll get you some bloody tapes. They're off the wrestling channel. It's called uh, Steve Riddle and uh, Big Daddy versus Haystacks and some other loser. I forget the name of. And they watch those tapes and they say, but Regal, we've just learned a 450 splash. And he says, ah, oh, 450 splash is not entertaining. And he's like, well, is that what you were saying to your son for all the years to make him the referees become? And he says, yes. Anyway. Uh, 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 Owens and Zane. I don't understand what people keep telling me. I do want to. Am I using it wrong? <laughs> Tell you, I used it wrong. I was, uh, trying to sh- I was trying to show somebody my new favourite reptile, but it turned out I was just looking in a mirror. Um, right. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn are out. <laughs> the KO show. Knockout. KO, son. I have the power of the punch. That's my gimmick. I like it. Brass knocks. Don't let the referee see it. You wouldn't last five bloody minutes in a Blackpool comic club. Mine then, neither did I. I had to cut about 16 different in promos to leave. Um, they're out for the game. Right. Um, yes, Kevin Owens. I'm not a king of kings. Cerebral assassin. Somebody's smart. More people wrestled like him. Have a lot more buns in seats. They'll all be fucking asleep, but there'll be a lot more buns in seats. That's because it's a monopoly. So <laughs> <laughs> he got away with it in 2003. You tell me what's wrong with that. It's a mugs game, this. I used to love playing monopoly with uh, when you were young. I went backstage. The world of Spalera. You see there. We used to call Big Daddy free parking because you wanted to land on that spot. Tell you what, these days he's got to play. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are out for the KO show. Uh, there's good stuff in here. Sorry, there is good stuff in here. Kevin Owens, uh, like they do a bit of. <laughs> <laughs> Every bloody time on that maze, the ball got lost in the in maze. Yeah, that's stupid. That one. <laughs> Oh, 
god. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, that was a regal voice. I don't know why. Right, Kevin Owens um, does a bit of exposition, but it's good stuff. He says that he didn't understand until now why Sami Zayn believed so much in the Usos. They're yeah. sick of the bloodline, blah, 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 blah. But now he gets it. And what he's doing here is obviously like trying to um, strengthen the divide in the bloodline to try and empower the Usos. It's quite nice stuff, actually. He's saying that, you know, like... Um, they wrestled Jimmy and Jay. They wrestled them like in the main event of WrestleMania. They wrestled on television, and the Usos can go, and they don't need Roman. Um, they're going to beat Roman and Solo at Night of Champions. But like the Usos, you could just leave. You could just go. Um, anyway, Roman, get out here. You're the guest on the KO show. But Roman doesn't come out. Paul Heyman does. He's suggesting like you think Roman comes out when you say he comes out. Roman comes out on Roman time. Blah blah blah. Paul Heyman is interrupted by the Usos' music. He cuts. A, he does a really good Paul Heyman face. He he's got. He's great. Yeah, he wasn't expecting to be interrupted by the Usos, and of course, from earlier on the night, if you remember, there was the Jimmy tension with Roman. So, like, uh, yet again, like, where are the Usos right now emotionally with this whole Roman situation? They uh, come down to the ring, um, and Jay is trying to be as bloodline as he bloody possibly can. He says, you've got a problem, but it's not tomorrow. It's right now. Like, we've been down since day one-ish. Um, uh, Sammy's going to try and talk, and Owen says, no, 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 I've got this. It's all right. Like, uh, I knew that Roman Reigns wasn't going to come out. Um, like, and that's why I want to talk to you. I think you say, all right, you don't need Roman Reigns, blah, blah, which, of course, brings out Roman Reigns. He wants to get in the middle of this. Um, Roman, uh, where are we at? To? I Paul Heyman is looking absolutely shocked that um, like Jimmy and Jay would interrupt that like they would dare to get in the way of Roman's thing, and then Jimmy refers to himself as the tribal chief, oh. which of course has Paul Heyman doing Paul Heyman faces. You ever seen them before? It's so funny. It's um, but I legitimately Roman Reigns again is like incandescent and trying to play it down because if Roman Reigns sells anything, of course it ruins the mystique of the tribal chief. It all boots off. Kevin hits Roman with a stunner. You've got a really good brawl on the outside with the Usos. Still sticking up for the bloodline, yeah, yeah. fundamentally. Um, but uh, before that, Sammy Roman said the bloodline are collapsing, and this is proven evidence of that. If we've missed any details there, we do apologise. The stream was janky. It was going all over the place. I promise we have done our best. There was one nice detail at the end. Um, the bloodline win the segment, basically. Um, Owens and Zayn are left beaten in a pile. And then in a really cool moment, Jay gives the one set of belts from Sammy to Solo. Uh, sorry. No, he gives one set of belts to Roman. And then Jimmy is holding the second set of belts... And now Jimmy is the guy who doesn't necessarily want to just empower this terrible yeah, Roman yeah. Reigns tyranny. And Roman snatches him. And Roman Reigns, in like a potentially quite incredible bit of patter, the best foreshadowing of them winning the belts, if anything, holds up all four belts. Imagine that. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So again, they obviously we've talked about this in the United Champions preview. Owens and Zayn win, and they've indicated for saying everything that we can see about the dissension of the bloodline, or they win the belts, and Roma doesn't even let Solo touch them. This is pretty good. That was a pretty great visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want the Triple H meme with Roman is actually goaded. Yeah. Like, he's just invincible. (laughs) He's desperate to see his arsehole lose. Yeah. They're building that still. Mm Mm-hmm. Fair play to them. This could still good. go rubbish. It's the Fed. Good stuff. Good drama. Good stuff. Good drama. The idea of him just winning everything. <laughs> He'll make it sing more when he actually loses. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I lost faith in them losing. So. 
Uh, and hopefully you've not lost faith in the What Culture Wrestling podcast, yeah, yeah. just because we've all we're in drink. But this was a really fun review. I hope you got a semblance of a job out of it because we did. We did. Uh, and we're going to be back on Best Behaviour in Las Vegas tomorrow for your Double or Nothing preview. Operation. Double or Nothing weekend, of course. <laughs> downfall. I love bloody downfall. I tried to cause it in AEW. Yeah. All the bloody kids just want to bloody pop that red nose. Make it go. You gotta play the game first. Then they'll come up. Look at the bloody red nose. That'll flash. You gotta wave for the red nose. Stop playing with the red nose. They get bored of the red nose. You gotta bring them up for the red nose. Then when you finally get the road red nose go up, and that bloody means something. Sunshine. The thing about Connect Four is you wanna go for the diagonal because they never bloody see it coming. They're going for them straight lines, and you're just you're building bridges. The bloody pop when you finally work to it. I ain't heard it yet. Put <laughs> pop at him, Sidgwick. And you wouldn't believe it. I turned that screw and that mouth got trapped. And he was a little rat in a cage. I kept him as my pet. I called him Steve. It was after my old wrestling name. I love exotic animals. I'm at Michael Hamflit. You can find us all at What Culture WWE. We are still in Las Vegas. We're going to hit the tables like me and Gina Kurt Hennig yeah. after this. Um, we're going to lose a ton of money. Um, but we will still be here, nonetheless, for your AEW coverage. It's going to be far more professional than this, hopefully. But like this oh, is, it will be. It will yeah. be. Um, we've got, of course, the Night of Champions uh, review. We'll be uh, watching that however we're friggin' able to. We've not quite figured that Jesus out yet. Because we're going to be able to. It's the CAC, isn't it, in the United States? Our, our network. The Wi-Fi stops there. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. The network subs don't work. But we're going to try and watch Night of Champions. We'd love to do a review for that as well. Uh, I all the rest of the content the only thing we won't have is Battleground but, man, but that'll be next week when we get back in the office oh you can and until <laughs> yeah you are yeah but until that um, catch us for the AW stuff the weekend and we will see you soon everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.